Kia ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Kia ora koto everyone. You are listening to Voice of Ora from Wellington Access Radio 106.1. I always forget this one. Do you see? When I always come to introducing the show, we always forget this. But it's okay. It's Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. Juan, how are you doing today? Oh, pretty good, man. How I'm pretty good. Doing great, great. A bit tired, but hey, I'm here. Excited to to listen to stories and see what's going on in Wellington. Yes, definitely. Oh, how about how about today? Because we have a special guest. There are more than one coming from our regional side, or maybe coming is not regional side. It's a city. We're coming from our Pururua city. How are you, people? Oh, good. <laughs> That's awesome. So, here we go. We will have this uh, today. Uh, people from Pururua Multicultural Council coming from Pururua City. And as well, we have two people from the council joining us over Zoom. So, we will introduce one of one to you. I may start from here in the studio on my right or left. Is this left? Left. Left, 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 <laughs> Felix. How yeah. are you, Felix? I'm outstanding. <laughs> I'm outstanding and uh, happy to be here. Yes. Yep. Awesome. Welcome, Felix, and to Sullivan. Kia ora koutou. Uh, my name is Sullivan, and I'm really excited to be here as well and to be here with my team. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Very, very welcome. And we have Meta. Meta Pere. Pere. Yeah. Kia ora, everyone. Excited to be here to connect with everyone. Yeah, it's awesome. Mm. Uh, yeah, Corbin is my name. Pleasure to be here. I'm here to you, Cordrian and Juan. Kia ora, kapai. And we have also over Zoom. Uh, as you see here on my lovely yellow and purple background, um, it is New Way and Language Week. So um, in their language, it's Pakalofalahiatu Kimotolwosi. Um, thank you very much, Kordrian, for um, having us on this platform this evening. Kia ora, kia ora, welcome. And we have another Maisha, right? Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Maisha. Maisha. And... I'm really excited to be a part of the Voice of Araho today, so I hope we enjoy. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you so much for Juan. joining. And Juan, how do you feel about it? This is very big group and we are exciting. Tell me your feeling, Juan, before we go further. Tell me. Well, indeed, it seems like we have a lot of experienced people on, the, on our show today, which is great. Yeah. Can't wait to see and to hear the stories and what they and the work that they're doing for the community. Yeah. Which I believe can be something yeah. good for the people listening out there. So yeah, let's hear on. Yeah, here we go. As I want to say, let's hear on. Hey, first, let me also thank you again for joining our platform. It's really privilege for us to have you and all these multicultural people. Um, that's where we would love to celebrate you celebrating Aotearoa. So let's hear your story. So the audience who are listening to us, they are so keen to listen about who you are, guys. Like maybe whoever want to jump first, tell us about yourself, your background, and then slowly we'll go also about you, Mahi. So who want to start? Um, I'll, I'll start. Um, yeah, so Porirua Multicultural Council, we were established in 2018. Um, and that was because um, Porirua City itself is a very diverse and multicultural city. Um, and over the last, uh, you know, two or three decades since the 1970s, um, the demographic has become, um, it's the Asian and the um, uh, Middle Eastern and African communities have increased um, at least uh, double. Uh, we're now um, over 12% um, in population. Uh, in Porirua, and it was timely that we um, provide a voice and a platform for our multicultural communities. Um, the kind of mahi that we do is um, 
is it varies. It's and it's it, there's so much <laughs> that we do. Um, there's not enough time to actually um, do everything. But you know, um, we are a Fano representing passionate individuals who have a heart for the community. Mm. Um, you know, our co-papa really acknowledges and advocates for migrants, former refugees, and newcomers, and our we see it as our purpose to build connections and opportunities for our multicultural communities and, um, um, you know, in, in, in areas that um, are otherwise um, n- you know, not available to our ethnic and multicultural communities. Um, I mean, I'm just going to highlight some of the things that mm. we've done in the last, um, you know, since 2018. Um you know, our response to um, the tragic event in Christchurch um, in 2018 was we um, uh, partnered with our um and also um, the city council at the time, um, and we welcomed the Muslim community and pofiri them onto the um, Horota Marae. And um, there we were able to listen to the corridor of um, Tangata Whenua as well as um, standing with them in solidarity at a time that was um, very tragic. Um, so that was um, a really special time for us to um, um, to provide that support um, for the Muslim community. Um, we also um, tied in with Race Relations Day at that time as well, around March in 2018, um, where we had a multicultural event um, that showcased um, multiple um, cultures on stage and also fundraised um, uh, for the Christchurch. Um, just over the years, we've done lots of different um, projects and initiatives where we've done workshops for youth um, as, as well as women and um providing pathways for resettlement for our refugee communities. Um, and and um, I'm happy to say that, you know, we've really grown as a team and um, and we continue to work um, for our communities in Porirua. And mm. there's lots more on the horizon for us as well. So <laughs> I'd love to hey. share it all with you, but um, I'm going to let the hey. others speak as well. <laughs> Well, that's really was good to mention about the coop up of PMC and what you have guys done and what you're doing. So I would love to hear from you and other members as well about you, Kupapa, who you are and what community you are from and why you joined the PMC. Maybe start with Meta Pere. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm originally from Puridua. From, I'm from Ngatitua. And so my, that's where my people are from. That's where my family's from. Um, but I grew up in Melbourne. And my experience growing up in Melbourne was, like, fantastic. It was very multicultural. Um, and when I moved, I moved back to Porirua about two years ago, and it was quite a culture shock, which I wasn't surprised. Like, I wasn't uh, um, prepared for that. And so joining the Multicultural Council, I'm also studying as well, um, international relations. Mm. Um, but joining the Multicultural Council... Um, it was just a no-brainer for me, really, because community is really important to me, and I really have a heart for connecting our ethnic and migrant communities to Tangata Whenua, to Tangata Māori, mm-hmm. and so yeah, that's my kōpapa, a little bit about me. Yeah, that's yeah. lovely, and very lovely to see that uh, uh, people of Tangata Whenua in this uh, council, you know, because that will make a real uh, meaning for the council, to have people of the land involved on those kind of Konsa, yeah. to you and thank you for being here as well. So from then we jump into Felix. Okay, we with me, well, the reason why I joined um, Peru Mod Cultural uh, Council is um, when I got to New Zealand, I was treated unexpectedly, fantastically well. So much that... Uh, it was so sweet, so much that I wanted to 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 pass on the sweetness to the people who arrive. So I, I mean, I just felt that was my calling because if there is anything good, it's worth supporting. 
So that's that's why I joined Peruamod mm. Cultural um, Council so that we can extend the hospitality to everyone else who comes mm. because I've tasted the goodness of it. So I want other people to to feel what I felt when I came. Mm. The hospitality, it was just amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying this from the background of, uh, you know, where I come from. I come from Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is, there was, when I was growing up, there, there was a thing, uh, let's say you go to a boarding school, there, there was a thing called newcomer. Mm. A newcomer would be sort of receive, would receive a baptism of fire just to wake him up. You understand <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. And it was quite a rude awakening. So coming from that background, I expected being uh, treated like that when I came here. And unfortunately, it was exactly the opposite and it was so pleasant. So much that I thought it's mm-hmm. it's it's a culture that we should uh, perpetually support. Yeah, that's lovely to hear from you, Felix, and very welcome to Otterua for all the contribution you bring to Polarua City and to whole Otterua population as well. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, and I will jump into. Uh, so I work for the Ministry of Health. Um, that said, that's not who I am. I think I would more define myself as a Māori Pākehā. So I am Tangata Whenua myself. Um, I don't have much connection to any place beyond Aotearoa. Um, and for me, my involvement with Porirua Multicultural Council and multiculturalism in general is more out of self-interest, as I'm sure we all have. Um, but for me, you know, recognising the changing dynamics of our cultural landscape here in Aotearoa, um, growing up, I, ha- I think I have a unique position being that my Māori, my father is Māori and my mother is Pākehā. And as you can imagine, um, you know, the sort of historical differences we've had between those, those two groups of people uh, still exist within my own family and my own upbringing. Um, and so I think, you know, recognising that dynamic change of, our, of, of Aotearoa, I felt almost an obligation to sort of be a part of the conversation, at least around, you know, what's next, what's, what's the next phase of, of Aotearoa um, coming from, you know, the biculturalism of Te Tiriti o Waitangi. Yeah, and so that's, that's, that's my, my big motivation, I think, to be here and happy to be a part of this conversation today. Kia ora. Kia ora, Colvin. Kia ora. Thank you. For being here and also what is impressing me, one, um, you may see through Zoom that you're joining us, that those young people are joining this council. That means it's really we are moving toward a good future for all of us. And I'm talking in the background that also I am uh, from a third background. So you can say that I'm a newcomer or you're a refugee to, to this country. But I feel more happy when I see such a council and having diverse people, especially including the Manifenua people into the council and other cultures that live in the city, that for me it give me that kind of um, safety for the future. So thank you for being here. Okay. So we will go to Juan. Juan, can you introduce our guest who are because you are also joining us for over Zoom. <coughs> Just introduce us, the Zoom people. <laughs> um, sure thing. I mean, uh, from what I can hear, it was. It was it's interesting to see that the work that you guys are doing for the communities. I think especially the people who come from overseas to a new place, to a new society and you know, a lot of things changes. And, and especially when they are when they they when they come to a place where they don't have much support. I remember my mom when we came here eleven years ago. It was a bit challenging for her because there was no much support around her, so much people who can help her help her out by doing things such as going to the supermarket or 
paying bills. Um, but you guys doing that, supporting people in the community with that, I think it's, I think it's a good way to, to start. Yeah, definitely. They that's, that's, what I, that's what I got from it. <laughs> yeah, you know, because having a, such a council is like a city council, but it's multicultural one. It's more community mm. council. This is beautiful, you know. Like you mentioned, one, these issues or these gaps, mm. and when you have a representative from different cultures, they can bring to the table and they can do advocacy or referrals, all, all the mahi, that, all these kind of events you mentioned, uh, Sullivan, about celebration, race relations day, or response mm. to the horrific attack, all of these things. It's just a list, mahi. Yes, one, so who we have over Zoom? <laughs> so over Zoom, we got we got Jenny, who is part of also the Puerto Council, I believe, and <laughs> Misha, who joined us on our first new, uh, first episode with Voice of Aroha. I think we met before back in an event, right, Kojim? I, I, I'm not sure in one of the events, probably. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you organized that event. <laughs> um, yes, I think. But yes, I remember. <laughs> we um, we have them day two. We actually in our event in our um, in our show. So Jenny, would you like to introduce yourself with the team? muchas gracias. Not sure if you speak Spanish. Um, <laughs> throw that one out. Another, another. Um, sure. So, um, again, my name is Jenny Taltoa. I also, um, as a Samoan, so my parents hail from a beautiful island uh, in Polynesia called Samoa. Um, I, in Samoa, we also have uh, chief, chiefly titles. Um, so. I hold a, a chief title from one of my mother's villages. Um, so she, my mother is from a village, two villages, Sotopaitia and Vailo Palauli. And um, my father hails from a village um, called Salilolonga. So those three villages are located in the bigger island in Samoa, which is the biggest island of um, three or four islands in Samoa, which is called Sava'i. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that is my whakapapa, which is from Samoa, but also on my father's mother's side, um, I also have whakapapa to the kingdom of Donga, which is not too far from Samoa. Um, so very proud to be from those two islands. Um, I was born and raised in Puriroa. Um, so Puriroa has been my, my home. Um, and for, I won't say how many years, because then you'll know my age, but um, <laughs> um, yeah, I love my city, um, you know, and, and the first time I went to Samoa, I was 14 years old, so, you know, it was very new territory for me, but at the same time, you know, we grew up, I grew up with my culture, um, you know, learning the language, speaking the language at home. Um, I think why I joined the Puriroa, just to, sorry, correct you, Kwan, it's the Puriroa Multicultural Council. I would love to be a Puriroa City Councillor. Maybe next or why not? <laughs> Maybe in the next three oh. years, I might go and go for a Puriroa City Councillor. Here we go. But, um, you mentioned in the right and we remind you on that. <laughs> yes. I know it's so confusing sometimes, eh, the Puriroa Multicultural Council, you know, when we say we're from Puriroa Multicultural Council, mm. people think out of the we're on here so we can kind of make the distinction. Um, so my parents, um, obviously for many of us may know, you know, for Pacific people from Polynesia, um, you know, the wave of migration started, you know, right from, you know, World War One, World War Two, where we had many of our, um, you know, New Way, Cook Islands, the round countries, you know, come to New Zealand. But for Samoa, and especially for my parents and my my aunties and uncles, they migrated to New Zealand in the 50s, 60s. Um, and then my father moved here to New Zealand in the 70s during the dawn raids um, during those times. Um, and then my mother came over in the 19, early 80s um, with my older brother, and then I was born. But, um, you know, for me, growing up in Porirua, culture, of course, for many of us growing up in Porirua, was such a normal thing. And 
um, you know, one of my very close friends who's sitting right here, who was the president, Sullivan, you know, I met Sullivan when we were seven, eight years old, we went to the same primary school, you know, back then, um, I would say it was majority, you know, Europe. European, Pākehā, Māori, Pacific, and then we had a pocket full of, uh, a pocket of our, our um, Asian migrants. And, um, you know, I think growing up back then in intermediate, it was majority of our Cambodian and Laos communities, um, as well as our Chinese communities. Um, and for me, that was normal. Like, I didn't think anything different, you know. I was just like, well, you know, we're all, we're all, friends we you know i knew we kind of were different but at the, at the same time i was kind of like this is just our culture this is our life these this is our lives so um growing up in the community Porirua is a very um i would say a very um you know very, people are very connected uh you know whilst we were growing up people are always involved in things in the community and it was very natural for me to join different you know groups as a young person you know my heart is very therefore growing our young leaders um, of Porirua. And um, I think when Sullivan asked me to join the Porirua Multicultural Council, you know, it, it, it was just, wasn't a choice or wasn't a, I didn't need to give a no, because if it was for serving our people, helping our communities, then I was all for it. So um, it's been an awesome, awesome experience, um, you know, meeting an array, diverse um, community and like Metapere, you know, I moved away, um, I lived in Japan for many years and in the early 2000s. So when I came back, I was quite taken back. I was like, wow, there's so many, um, you know, we have a lot of new migrants from Burma, Colombia, you know, some of the places that I, you know, it was very foreign for Porirua at that time. But it was a beautiful thing because it kind of made us want to get to know these different cultures. Mm. So, um, yeah, so that's a little bit of my backstory. And um, it's an honour um, to be part of the Porirua Multicultural Council as the vice president. That's Thank you. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Thank you so much. Jenny. Thank you. Well, I will listen also from Maisha. 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 Yeah. Hi, nice to meet you, everyone. So I'm Aisha. I came to Puerto um, in 2009 with my family, and we've been living here for around like 12 years now, 12, 13 years now. And so I met Sullivan through my dad, their friends, uh, maybe around three years ago. And I saw that Sullivan helped out the community and I saw what she did for the refugees and I just wanted to be a part of what she does and what multicultural does for the ethnic people living here in Porerua. And so I also saw that uh, multicultural didn't have that much youth members. So I wanted to be a youth representative because I feel like Youths will be the future leaders for multicultural as well. They will take on the role and carry on what multicultural will do to help out the communities. And yeah, that's all. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. See such a young person like you who put their hand and getting involved with this such a council. So good on you. And we are proud to have you on our platform as well and, and doing good money with Puro Multicultural Council. I will definitely back to you for another questions. Um, want, um, I will just go for two questions, then you can go for the other questions if you have. I just want to ask while we are talking to Jenny and Maisha over Zoom. Jenny, Jenny, I want to ask you a question about what is the culture meaning to you? Why I, I see also your passions when is there's a, like language week, you always post about different language. So, like, what is your passion being on such a council, and what is the culture meaning to you? How much is important to you? Yes, thank you, Kodrian. Um, yes, I'm very passionate about languages, uh, but also I actually work in the space um, for languages. So my current role is um, at the Ministry for Pacific Peoples, um, government agency, um, you know, um, and I have been very fortunate this year to move into the um, strategy and development policy team for languages. And so this is what we do. We, you know, um, at the ministry, we there are nine Pacific languages that we celebrate um, in Aotearoa. 
but of course there are many many more Pacific languages um, you know including our Melanesian languages you know Papua New Guinea Solomon Islands um, but at this time we have nine current um, Pacific languages and this week is New Year Language Week next week is Dukelau Language Week the mm-hmm. final um, of the nine um, language series but um, to answer your question um, why why I joined the Purino Multicultural Council or what it means to me. Yeah. Um, I suppose, you know, just from my my story growing up, um, some things that I didn't mention was, you know, my parents came, they knew no English, and I know I, I, I hear I heard um I think Juan talk about, you know, when your mum came, it was similar experience for my parents. You know, they came, um, they worked um you know, minimum low wage um, employment, and also, you know, there there was no help, you know, for my parents. Like, you know, the language barrier was was one thing. Um, and back in those days, you know, there was probably one person that was of sort of looked like us that worked in sort of different government departments at the time. Um, but you know, also sometimes it was hard because they wouldn't speak the language they might have been from you know new zealand born so my parents kind of struggled you know along um you know they were we didn't have any pacific organizations at those times um so i kind of grew up seeing you know the struggle that my parents um had gone through and i think many of us pacific um people at the time you know the 70s 80s you know we kind of quietly struggled along but at the same time what was beautiful um is that you know for us as Samoans you know we do work as a collective mm. you know so sometimes you know we'd have neighbors that were Samoans and we didn't know them but as we grew to you know um, build relationships it would be sometimes going over and be like oh can we borrow some sugar you know like things like that you know there was that kind of close community mm. um, that we could sort of support each other um, so growing up in in that kind of sense coming into something like this the Puriro Multicultural Council you know, you really got to have a heart for people. You really got to have a heart to, and I guess, you know, that it's relatable for me, you know, and I wanted to mm. be a part of, um, you know, the leaders that are here with us um, in supporting, as Sullivan mentioned, you know, supporting our families, being a voice for those that can't speak. Um, and I think that's sort of, yeah, one of the strong um, characteristics of yeah. the multicultural council is that we mm. just kind of want to see the gaps and be like, what can we do? What can we do for young people? What can we do for women? Um, what can we do, you know, for different mm. community groups? And because we know that not all communities are the same, yeah. you know, so exactly. they all yeah. will have, um, you know, different cultures, different protocols, mm. and we, we, we need to also kind of respect that and, um, you know, find the middle ground in how we can support our yeah. communities. That's that's wonderful. Thank you for your call, Jenny. Thank you for that. So from you, I will jump to the Kubon. What you mentioned us earlier about into two worlds, being uh, from uh, father and mother side, being Maori and Pakia. So how that inf- influenced you to join such a concert and how much is important to your voice be on the table or hit in this concert? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, to sort of, I, I guess I could start with a bit of a story. Growing up, um, there was a lot of conflict between the two sides of my family. I think, if anything, it was quite a, a step for my mother to marry a Māori man, mm. um, coming from what would be considered you know, a prominent Pākehā family, landowning farmers. Um, and, and through that journey, I sort of, uh, through that consideration of my own whakapapa, I sort of uh, tapped into learning about the history of my each side of my family and actually recognising that they're closer than I had thought. Mm. Um, so before um, sort of the influx of migrants from Britain to Aotearoa, uh, you know, Māori and British people had what would be considered quite a cordial relationship, um, you know, mutually beneficial. Um, and then, of course, to cut a long story short, things soured. Um, and and basically the, the New Zealand wars happened um, and there was, you know, large disposition of land um, to make way for the new migrants from Britain. Um, what, you know, to cut a long story short, like I said, um, I discovered that my mother's family uh, were part of the colonial soldiers that came over from Britain to fight 
my father's family who were part of uh, Waikato Tainui or the Kingitanga resistance movement, uh, which was about 1860. Um, and so, you know, that was quite a quite a unique discovery for me to sort of to recognise that, um, mm. you know, my whakapapa is very much New Zealand, both through my, my Māori side and my, and my, um, my Pākehā side. So for me, that piqued an interest to think, well, actually, hang on, well, what's the, what's the whakapapa or everyone else that I, mm. that I sort of interact with mm. in my day-to-day? And um, particularly when I, when I met uh, a number of refugee friends uh, from university that I studied with um, who had, you know, sort of come to New Zealand at a younger age. Mm. They didn't come for university. They weren't international students. They, you know, they were very much New Zealanders in that sense. Um, and, I, and I sort of spoke to them and, and we, we recounted our experiences. And of course, they were very different. But I, I looked back and I, and I sort of made the connection to um, my Māori side. And in a sense, I sort of, I, I thought it through and I thought, well, actually, you know, there was this, this massive confiscation of our ancestral lands. Effectively, we were refugees ourselves living in the lands of other tribes who had taken us in and said, you know, this is, you know, you've lost your land. It's been, it's been taken mm-hmm. by the government. Um, or, you know, come and live in this, in, in this area with us. And so, you know, that, that started my reflections around, um, you know, who am I moving forward? What sort of a person am I going to be? Um, and, and, you know, recounting on our whakapapa, I have this sort of thought, you know, in order to uh, move forward, you have to at least look back and acknowledge the past in the first instance. And that was, for me, a, a big turning point in my own whakaro, being a young person. I'm only 26. This was when I was about 21, 22. You know, certainly in university, had the privilege to go to university. Um, and, you know, I was the first person in my family to do so. And um, for me, you know, meeting people there, people who, who had come from another place, who had experienced incredible hardships, far beyond anything my people have experienced in the last hundred years, you know, so yeah, really a, you know, major atrocities. And to, so to sort of, you know, have that connection, that empathy, I suppose, for me was a, a big factor for why I sort of get involved with things like here today, put it, put it to a multi, multicultural council. Mm. Um, yeah. That's wonderful. That's powerful, Corey. I have another question for you, but before that, I want to apologize because I mispronounced your name for the third time, I think. Could you please tell me exactly how I pronounce it? Corbin. 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 Not too far off Cordrian. Well, yeah, that's Just, the thing. It's yeah. easy to promote, but um, Corbin. Corbin with R. Yes. Corbin. I'm getting it Corbin. right. I'm Corbin. learning. Thank you. You got it now. Is it because you all, all, all Corey it was about the learning, which mm-hmm. I got it here. It is powerful, like how you mm-hmm. wanted to look at the roots where you're coming from. And also they mentioned something about how you wanted to know about the other fucker papas mm-hmm. who are living in the same cities, who are sharing the lands or the community together. That is something powerful, like how you are joining to this journey of such a console to start a learning. So, kapai for you, Koryo. So, my other questions for you again is about how you find this, because you're in journey of learning this, the, the challenge of meeting other communities who are different than you. How you, how, you, how you find that? Is it challenging? Is it easy when you are introducing, having different conversations with those members who are different communities? How you can accept that? And how is... Yeah. Been going well, actually, way. to Totoko Jenny's um, mm-hmm. point before, you know, growing up, um, we were already incredibly multicultural in the place that I grew up, even though it was quite a small town, like Oahia. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, sort of recognising, I think, the importance that people I went to school with and the roles they had in the communities. And, you know, I didn't grow up in a place like Auckland, which is very much a bustling multicultural metropolis. For me, growing up in Oahia, um, you know, it was the local takeaway store. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember reflecting on a conversation I had with a, a good friend whose parents ran the local takeaway store. And we had actually what would I, I would call quite a heated discussion um, around, you know, the role of the Treaty of Waitangi, um, which, you know, is quite a, a hot mm-hmm. topic at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's been yeah, a hot right. topic for the last <laughs> 180 years. Mm-hmm. But um, that said... <laughs> Uh, you know, he was he was questioning a lot of uh, you know the New Zealand government's push to empower and revitalise uh, Maori culture, and we had quite an interesting discussion. We came to a, a bit of a, a, a head about it, you know, in terms of we butted heads on that. Um, but I had to really sort of uh, reduce my my perspective and think, um, you know, how can I relate to this person? How can I sort of 
put myself in their shoes and how they might perceive what's going on here. Um, you know, they've come from hardship. They've come from, you know, uh, poverty, essentially. And, and he was from Guangzhou and, um, you know, southern China. Uh, and they fled, um, you know, basic basically what was you know a lot of hardship for them and they came to New Zealand they had an incredible work ethic a tenacity and a desire to have a better life for their kids for this guy that I was uh, you know good quite good friends with um and so you know for me I had to I had to really sort of put myself in these shoes and sort of take away a lot of ignorance that I had as a young fella and and particularly you know being Tangata Whenua being from New Zealand I had quite a strong position to say well who are you to come here and tell me that this isn't right and you don't perceive it to be right. And I had to shed those layers, you know, and, and that's a, it's a really big discussion, and that's actually a big part of why I, I want to be a part of Multicultural New Zealand, of uh, Porirua Multicultural Council, because there's a conversation that needs to be had. It hasn't been had, um, you know, and, and, and a lot of people that do arrive in New Zealand, they, they, they do wonder what's going on here. Who are these, who, who are these Māori people? What's all of this sort of... Um, you know, support for them mm. as, a, as a people, where's our support? And I totally understand that, particularly when it comes from a needs basis. But, and I'm getting to a point here, I'm not just sort of yes, rambling. Yeah. The Treaty of Waitangi, I think for me, is an incredibly important document, not, not just for Māori and Pākehā, but for all people who come here to call this place their home. Um, reason being is that the precedent that was set when... Māori um, and Pākehā agreed upon this treaty that would found New Zealand. The precedent that was set and the continuity of that precedent, it sets the standard for how all people that come to this country will be accepted and will be in, involved in the New Zealand community. Mm-hmm. You know, that is what sets the precedent and that is why it's so important that Te Tiriti o Waitangi is honoured, is empowered, it's understood, not beyond what it's meant for, but you know, there, there's a mm. real learning there for everyone in this country, for, for Māori, for Pākehā, for Tauiwi. Um, and for me, I, I want to be a part of that conversation. I want to be a leader mm. and I lead that conversation myself as well. Yeah. No. <coughs> Thank you for that. So you brought me a very important point, which is from that I will jump to the president of PMC mm. to explain, which is a question about how do PMC... Um, uh, impl- impl- uh, implement the treaty. Uh, how, what is the treaty uh, part of the organization of PMC? How are you guys? Mm. Yeah, yeah no, that's um, it's it's a it's a really good question, and it's something that um, we as a council have decided that is important to us to to not only recognize but to also implement in our um, in our kaupapa. Um, we've um, we're part of um, a parent organization. Um, which is um, uh, multicultural New Zealand, and in two thousand and eighteen, um, they uh, established um, Huarahiho, which is um, a pathway to Tetriti based uh, multicultural communities. And um, we're very proud to be a part of that Kaupapa, where um, you know we um, work to build um, relationships and connections with um, local iwi and um, and also um, one of the things that we've done uh, with PMC in um, in walking that that um, that pathway is is implementing um, a Maori advisor um, mm-hmm. and that's where Corbin comes into it um, you know we recognized that we needed to partner not only partner with local local iwi and mana whenua, but we needed somebody on our council who can be part of our whānau um, and also to um, uh, show us um, how do we implement tikanga and the right protocols if we are wanting to, you know, walk this journey to become a tiriti-based organisation. Um, so we're really honoured to have Corbin as part of our um, council. Um, and, you know, um, it's, been, uh, it's been great, um, mm. you know, uh, to have him here. And um, we're learning a lot from each other. And I think that's um, um, that's what this is all about. You know, as you can hear from all the the stories from everyone um, here, you know, at this table, we all come from uh, different backgrounds. Um, we, you know, but we share similar um, journeys with our parents being migrants, and um, you know, we're and we're all growing from from our you know, from mm. what our parents have have um, 
have endured from, you know. Um, and so we'll, and, and with that, we all want to give back to our community. And that's a really important aspect of, um, you know, that's a, an important part of a lot of why a lot of our council members, mm. you know, why they're here. Um, and I'm very proud of, of how far we've come, um, you know, from, you know, 2018 to... Um, not having a lot of experience, but just having the heart and the passion mm. to do something for our community. Um, we didn't have a, we didn't have any money back then, um, but you know, over the years, we've learnt how to apply for funding, and you know, um, happy to say that we've now got a little bit of, you know, <laughs> got got a little bit of in, mm. in, in our kitty to be able to um, do projects and implement uh, initiatives, mm. and also to support families, um, you know, especially during the last couple of years through COVID and that sort of thing. Um, but um, what I'm most proud of is just, um, you know, the connections that we've built, um, you know, within mm -hmm. our, our within each other um, as a council um, and just sharing the same values. And that value is to, um, you know, do what we need to for our communities and to you know, create connections with our, you know, ethnic former refugees, migrant communities, um, and also, you know, what does that look like, um, you know, in the future with having been, you know, having lived here um, uh, in New Zealand, Aotearoa, um, and that's making sure that we connect with or with Tangata Whenua as well. Mm, that That's really wonderful, which I, what I like is how you guys are implementing the 3D, which is taking those some of the steps, like having... Maori advisor and more to come to make it really a treaty-based organizations that will this is really wonderful to see this this is really great to hear from you know a perspective that someone who is listening to this organization so they are implementing like walking the talk is it that the die sentence they say walking yep. the talk. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm still learning english you know english is my fourth language by the way guys oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the fourth one but you know i really love this corridor i just want on top that why we're we talking to you sullivan when i ask you about the question how much the Pururua city council is a supportive how much they are supportive in this mahi um there has been support from um Potiro city council by way of um uh the mayor being our patron Mm. So at the moment we have um, Mia Anita Baker. She is our um, patron, and um, you know our um, our desire is to work with the council of the day. Thank you for that, Sullivan. Oh. So I have I, I already passed the um, time, but because the conversation is very interesting, I really want to know all of your stories in the mahi. Uh, I still have time because we have a time until one hour. To be on on the air show, so I have around twelve minutes. I'll ask you two questions for Felix and Meta Pere. Yes. All right, <laughs> and then then Juan. Oh, first of all, I would like to say that thank you for sharing the mic with with the team. It's interesting to hear um, a lot of things that are different in some way. For example, I. I was really impressed with the discovery of not being from from here. That someone talked about it previously. That yes. Uh, who was that? It was I think Meta. Meta Metapere. Yeah. It was a big difference for me because um, just with identity, growing up in Melbourne, um, I knew my Maori family and my Maori side, but. Coming back to New Zealand, it was a learning experience and a piecing together of like my identity and who I am. And so, mm -hmm. and yeah, just uh, in speaking with my family members and things like that, I feel like there's a bit of a disconnect between um, them and uh, the growing multiculturalism that's going on around them in Porirua. Mm -hmm. And so it was just... Um, interesting to me um to see the the differences but also mm -hmm. like i'm wanting to connect those communities mm -hmm. and um i don't know i'm a bit of a na naive idealist because i grew up in melbourne and sort of um grew up around a lot of different cultures and things like that and so 
uh, yeah, just mm. yeah, that, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Uh, Hwan, if you don't mind, we'll just um, extend your conversation to the same questions. Is about is is good to hear that you have seen the difference between like um, when you come back from your culture and also the multicultures that is grow up in the Purua. Mm. So from your experience, how that have been received? When you go back to the family, to the culture, to the community, how that is receiving that the city is growing multicultural? Mm. What's your experience so far? Uh, to them, mm-hmm. it's it's new and it's mm-hmm. it's a learning experience. I think there's a lot of learning that needs to be done, a lot of education um, amongst uh, like our people and our family, just to educate themselves on on different communities and different ways of doing things. Uh, yeah, just like education, I think is the main thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I would love to jump on to ask uh, Corbin about the questions about the education that you mentioned at Meta Pere. That um, I understand, you know, the from this career that education is important, and we are here talking about uh, our Maori people of the land. Do you think that is something? Being a new migrant refugee, who's new coming to the community, is that anything related to the trauma that faces from the uh, colonialism that has happened? Do you think there is a kind of uh, something need to be done that these people also it's come to this country because of the trauma or, or other 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 war happening on their countries? They seek refuge or immigrate mm. to those countries. How we can tell that our people of the land? that these people are not like a colonizers. How we can differentiate that? Because we really acknowledge the past. We acknowledge what happened. But from my experience, and people of the tenant of Fenua, can you have any advice how we could, what is the solution, how we could do this? Yeah, I think um, I always like to consider what can we relate to each other rather than what makes us different. Right. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, when we look at particularly refugee communities and Māori, there are a lot of crossovers in, in um, sort of our position, our whakaru, our worldview, um, given that we, I guess, have had, uh, you know, I guess traumatic experiences that shape who you are, how you perceive yourself, which is, is important as well. And for me, I've always, I've, I've always expressed an interest in how can we as tangata whenua um, better welcome the, these groups, these these um, you know communities that are that are setting up and establishing themselves in, in Aotearoa. Um, and so there's a concept within Māori Dim, and it's 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 certainly expressed in other cultures as well. Uh, it's called manakitanga, mm. um, and manakitanga, or it's a, it's a spread from the root word manaki, which means to basically s- to support. And manakitanga is more than just a, it's, it's just a word, it's a cultural value ingrained within Māoritim, and it was expressed in our sort of traditional pre-European practice as well. Um, and for me, uh, I would love to see a process whereby refugee people are offered the opportunity to have a noho marae with uh, their local mana whenua, the local um, mm. Māori iwi. And so a noho marae is, is basically an opportunity to stay at a marae yeah, um, yeah. and to immerse yourself in mm. the experience of Māori culture because it is mm. very different from our day-to-day uh, Western, you know, experience that we have. Um, you know, working in ministry, in a, in a government role, working in any, any uh, popular sector, we speak English. Uh, the institutions we follow are Western, you know, they descend from Britain and that colonialism like you mentioned earlier. But the one bastion where Māori culture still exists and is prominent is on the marae. Mm. Um, and so for me, I think the best experience for refugee people to uh, to see the side of New Zealand that isn't just a post-colonial Western, Western country mm. is to go to a marae. Um, and th- I know there's there's a few sort of uh, things in the works with the likes of multicultural New Zealand that are uh, hoping to do something along those lines with those noho marae. But uh, I think that if people who come to New Zealand have the opportunity to stay with well-intentioned Māori people, because, of course, there are Māori people who need their own education around what's happening, mm. the, the changing landscape of New Zealand, um, or changing peoplescape of New Zealand, rather, I should say. So 
Uh, yeah, it's a it's a balance. There's a there's a quite a complex mix, and complex issues require complex solutions. Um, so it's not going to be an overnight conversation, and and yeah, that's that's part of why I'm here. Can I just add to that? Um, yeah. And I totally agree with what Corbin has said. Um, you know, and and um, having been part of the multicultural council community for a number of years now, um, you know, um, that is something that um, PMC. Uh, hoping to um, um, to deliver on um, that'll be one of our um, strategies, strategic goals um, as part of our long term strategy for PMC as to you know how can we um, facilitate those connections, those important mm. connections between Tangata Whenua and Toiwi, um, and uh, because we're also wanting to. Um, uh, model some of the great things that other multicultural councils are doing, who are who who are doing nohomorais in their communities like Dunedin Multicultural Council, there's Upper Heart Multicultural Council um, that have done nohomorais um, in the past, and there's also Tauranga. So there's various um, other of our sister councils who have done those things, and that's something that you know we're working towards, but we need. Um, funding for that. We also need to have the capacity to 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 um, and, and and the support to be able to um, to do that. And we need to you know work with our mana whenua to um, uh, you know, to to make that happen as well. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I'm just running off time, but I would still have a few questions. But you mentioned about strategy. Do you have any events coming up for PMC? Yes, actually, um, uh, you know, we're really excited for the next um, week. We are um, having a multi, uh, we're having our strategy and planning workshop um, on the 29th of October. Um, yes, we've got our strategic and planning workshop coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, and that's um, something that we've been uh, that's been on the table for quite some time. Um, it's really important as a, as a as a team, as 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 a council to, you know, before we start um, doing anything, that we build on our foundations as a team. And so that's one of the things that we want to, you know, start the ball rolling, um, just so that we can all be on the same page um, as a council. Um, everyone's got some amazing ideas, and everyone wants to make a difference for the community. Um, so you know, so we're working on our five-year strategic goals, um, and um, and really working together on, you know, what do we want to see for PMC for the next five years? What is that going to look like? And you know, what projects will we want to prioritise over the next five years? Um, and, you know, there's three key things that we're focusing on. Um, you know, continue to build our relationships and connections with Tangata Whenua. Um, you know, uh, develop a youth strategy as well. Mm-hmm. And um, there was also one more thing. <laughs> For the audience to join you on 29th October to find mm. it. <laughs> Come on the 29th of October and you shall find out. <laughs> oh, God, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Felix. You've yeah. been on this concert for a long time and all of this conversation. And you mentioned about um, uh, your experience of coming on the Otorua. But what is meaning for you as a community person, like giving back to the place that you come and welcome? You know, Quadrin, the greatest tragedy in life is not death. Mm. But it's to live a life without a purpose. Love it. So... Having a purpose of uh, making feel people feel comfortable, feel they are welcome, it it actually comes to benefit us in this sense that when people are happy and are settled, they, there is less crime, mm. there is more community, a sense of a village mentality where people feel my neighbor is my responsibility. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't just happen. It needs people to to sort of pour energy into it 
and um, sacrifice their time to to wave the social well web of our social well-being. Mm. So the social fabric of our society is waved by us volunteering to do this. That's just wonderful. You say that all. Mm. You say that all. Kira to you, Kira. Felix. Um, from you to jump to our Ginny uh, or from Zoom. Ginny, uh, you have, a, I, know, I know you very well. You have a lot of things to, to say things, but I want to talk about more with you about how much is important celebrating different cultures and that, what, what, what that's meaning for you when you celebrate Language Week or other traditions or other events that you guys do in Pururua and why that. So how that's important for you? Thank you, Kodrian. Um, I think celebrating cultures, for me personally, um, is, of course, very important. And I think, um, you know, as a person, you know, that has, there's Samoan, also has a bit of a Tongan, um, you know, our cultures alone are very celebratory you know there's so mm. many things to celebrate yeah. about our own cultures right. and so you can imagine in Porirua where it's so diverse um even more so now in the last five ten years um that's what makes a city that's what makes a village that's what makes a town a, a country beautiful and I think um you know it's it's such a privilege for us as for me as a Pacific person um, for for our African, um, you know, families, our Asian migrants, our Middle Eastern. It's such an honour for us to be living um, in Aotearoa. And, you know, we have our Indigenous people, our tangata whenua. Um, you know, just the kōrero today has been really awesome um, because even though I've lived here for almost 100 years, <laughs> um, you yes. always learn something. No, we know your age. I'm so grateful. I'm so happy Felix said what he said. Um, yeah. you know, that is one of my favourite statements. Um, mm. I don't think it's a statement. It's something that we should live by where he said, you know, the greatest tragedy is not death, but it's a life with no purpose that has lived no, have, had no purpose. And I think for me personally, my purpose on this earth is to help people, is to, you know, be there for family. I think it's everybody, for all of us, you know, we... You can't just live in, in a box, you know, if you are a person that's, you know, you know, there's so many, like for me, I think sometimes I'm an introvert, but at the same time an extrovert. But, you know, you always come with something, you know, where you want to embrace and love people um, and build on, um, you know, build one another's, you know, uplift people's spirits. So I think that's the beauty of Puriroa is we have so many different cultures that mm. we want to embrace and learn more about. But at the same time, you know, in the in the, in the centre of that is always knowing, you know, and always aligning and adhering, you know, knowing that this country, you know, our tangata whenua were here, this is their whenua, and that we must respect, but also, you know, walk alongside their journey because, you know, mm. this is still a long journey. And, you know, my partner is, 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 is Māori from Taranaki and, you know, the trauma still exists today, you know, and, mm. you know, from from young to, to, to elderly. So for us as a people is to, um, you yeah, know, keep, keep, um, keep, as somebody once said, is to keep walking the journey together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Virginia. Yeah. And also, thank you, Juan. So, Juan, I took most of the conversations uh, mm -hmm. from you today, but I really appreciate it about coming here and, and joining me to co-hosting. And I think uh, Juan been cut off. In a oh, here we go. I would like to say thank you so much to everyone for sharing your amazing experiences with us today. I think that doing a great work, our community, or especially New Zealand community, it's a bit distant and being there and having a door which connects cultures and people is such an amazing amazing thing that you see the needs as as the years go by more 
more and more um, people from different cultures will come along and I believe that we need to start learning and start uh, learning how to connect to each other, you know, how to share and accept who we are. So thank you so much for that, for my behalf and also from Voice of Aroha. Thank you. Thank you so much, Juan. Thank you everyone for being here. It was really a privilege for all your Koriro, for all the Kara that we learned today. And it's really amazing to have you here and learning about you, Mahi. So uh, again, thank you and Tenaku for all of you. And uh, we will definitely have a more conversations about different interviews, different panel discussions, etc. Koriros we may have in the future. But now, because of the time, I would love to say again for our time, thank you again. And also thank you for the audience who are listening to us. This episode uh, will be available on our social media as well. And we'll see you, Kakite. We will be meeting with you for another episode, another week with a new guest. Thank you and take care. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz.